Don't want a grocery shop? Uh. Take back your life. Let Witnessing Nature and Food provide you and your family with eco-conscious, organic, tasty, nutritious meals. Headed by internationally trained chef Jennifer Johnson, you will enjoy the helpful food your body craves. Choose from meal prep, meal plans, catering, or cooking class services. Just go to witnessingnature.net. Witnessingnature.net. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic. Witnessing nature in everything. Welcome to our Food to Love podcast. I am your host, Chef Jennifer Johnson, with Witnessing Nature and Food. I am dedicated to building a health as wealth community so we can all live happy, healthy, fulfilled lives. My company, Witnessing Nature and Food, is dedicated to using distinct ingredients, organically grown and cleanly made in all aspects of our food delivery and education services. We help understand and shift our relationship with healthy food and food services through all of our educational seminars and cooking classes. We promote locally sourced organic sustainable food, providing you and your community with a fantastic experience for all of your celebration needs. After all, as communities, we celebrate the most and we commune the most around food, don't we? So it should be food to love. Today, I have back in the studio, Troy Albright with True Garden. In the Southwest U.S. This is its first of a kind facility operated by Solar Power and designed in partnership with Future Growing LLC with a vision to drastically reduce the region's agricultural water consumption while making local living produce available year-round in the desert region of Phoenix and throughout the Southwest U.S. True Garden is the first high-tech greenhouse in the U.S. capable of producing most of the cool season food crops and year-round, even in the scorching desert, where temperatures reach 120 degrees during the day and 90 degrees at night in the peak. This is really hot during the summer, isn't it? That's for sure. (laughs) The greenhouse uses very little energy in the winter months by operating in a naturally vented mode. During the hotter summer months, the greenhouse utilizes a combination of smart and efficient technology to affordably keep the greenhouse an optimal temperature. podcast with us. What I haven't told our listeners yet is this podcast happens to be sugar is cocaine, but legal. Break the habit and even use dark chocolate instead. So today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, me from a food perspective and Troy from a farm perspective. We're going to talk about um, what sugar is in all of our food and where it's hidden and how to identify it as well as we have some tip cards here for our listeners that are happen to be in the studio with us today, and they're going to have some questions for us later, I hope, that um, the 10 best foods to balance your blood sugar, as well as the benefits of using dark chocolate when you have that sugar craving instead of using sugar-based products. So why don't we get started? Sounds great. Thanks, uh, Chef Jen. So from a pharmacist perspective, I know from a food perspective, when I look at the ingredients inside of um, every ingredient list that's on stuff that we've 
factors in the food that we buy. And it is called a lot of different kinds of names. That is correct. And they hide it and they don't even count it as carbs, as you were telling me before. Exactly. However, knowing your mouth is the production point for food and your brain takes this trigger for how to how to emit chemicals to whatever your mouth tastes i think it's a really a shame that we've got a lot of food chemists out there trying to trick us to make food us addicted to food just like the cigarette groups were doing before lots of chemicals to stimulate <laughs> the brain that's correct and if you have your you know if your mouth tastes sweet and it automatically triggers your brain to release insulin into your stomach and no sugar shows up, then that chemical is running around your stomach with nothing to do. Just hanging out, wanting more food. Exactly. Exactly. So give us your perspective on um, the, the, the sugars, the hidden sugars and so on. So I, even, you know, even as I look at medications, anything that is in a liquid form, they're using all these different artificial sweeteners Again, just because they're trying to hide the taste of those medicines. Because a lot of medicines are bitter, uh, salty. I mean, things that taste salty when it comes to medication, they're trying to hide that bitterness. So something that we do. And sugar to reverse having too much spice in there. Correct. To calm it down. So it's uh, interesting to see, even on a pharmaceutical point, where a lot of these things that you're buying over the counter, they're using lots of artificial sweeteners or even sugar, dextrose, you know, things that uh, you've talked about, you know, are sugar alcohols, you know, xylitol, erythritol. I mean, we're going to discuss more of those things as well, but it's really being used a lot, and our gut doesn't know how to handle those things. It doesn't send a signal back to the brain that, hey, I'm full, so you just keep eating and eating. And they're hiding in everything. I mean, even as we've raised our kids here, we realized even the sandwich meat that we were buying that we thought was great had sugar in it. So true, so true. And, and it kind of goes back to the old adage, right? When your mom, when you were young, and probably our parents and their parents, a spoonful, spoonful of sugar keeps the, keeps away. the, med- keeps the doctor away or yep. keeps the med- makes the medicine go down, right? Oh, so, yes. so, yeah, so I mean, absolutely. And then I don't know if anybody's ever. How sugar happens to be in our milk because once they pasteurize it, it tastes horrible. I grew up on a dairy farm, so I knew what milk tastes like when it came straight out of the cow. But, and when I moved into the city, once I got pasteurized milk, it was really difficult for my stomach to be able to deal with it. And so it's very interesting that um, if you go and look at that podcast, that uh, uh, TED Talk that um, Jamie Oliver did about how much a kindergartner will eat in sugar or consume in sugar a year just in eating a little of milk, white milk. That doesn't even count for – that doesn't count for um, – um, chocolate milk or anything else that they get, it really just around the white sugar piece that's inside of that milk. And it's like a, it's a whole wheelbarrow full. In one year, they, a kindergartner will eat just by drinking those little cartons of milk at school. It is. I didn't know you were raised on a dairy farm, too. Oh, yeah. We were, too. And so we always had it fresh. Um, so it's interesting to, to realize that, again, as we try to make things last longer, what we do to it. So, um, but yeah, no, we were raised to drink lots of milk as well. And I can just imagine a heaping wheelbarrow because we use milk all the time. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. It was oh, yeah. a staple for us. Yeah. My mom used to pull it out, scrape the fat off of it and just pour it on our rice or cereal or whatever she fed us. Yeah, exactly. 
So tell us about these little packets. So the audience on the podcast can't see, but we'll take pictures and show you. So we have these little packets of things around us. So we have Splenda. Yes. You know, uh, Sweet Plus, which is like a NutraSweet. Or sweet and low. Sweet and low, low sweet, yep. So, so I see a ton of, like, this has got dextrose and malodextrin in it, and then it has sucralose. Right. So, again, multidextrin and what was the other one you said? Uh, dextrose? Dextrose and sucralose, yeah. yeah. So, again, those are just uh, other names for sugar. And then you have the sucralose. Ingest that. Do you know what that uh, actually converts down to in your body? I do, but why don't I tell her soon? Actually, uh, converts down to chlorine in the body. And that just oh, drives nice. me crazy. I mean, here we're using these artificial sweeteners that um, our government say, says is safe. And it's probably not the exposure just to once in a while, but there's some of my patients on the pharmacy side that, you know, they put two, three of these these uh, sugar substitute packets in their drinks all the time. And it's that exposure over and over again to these artificial sweeteners that are really affecting our health. I totally, totally agree. Plus, you know, you know, you have all these chemicals. Not only do you have the chemical that is listed inside of the Splenda, now you've already released all the insulin from your brain into your stomach, so you now have more chemicals running around, running rampant and doing all of the horrible things to our gut that uh, we don't need. So how about, this is one I actually, I actually, so I'm a proponent, a huge proponent for everybody to see raw sugar. So I, if you're going to eat sugar and you're not diabetic, raw sugar is the way to go. I agree. It is absolutely the way to go. Use the real thing. Your brain knows how to deal with it. Your body knows how to deal with it. So there's a raw sugar right there. And typically it's a brown packet. You know, if the restaurants yep, or yep. stores are offering it, it'll just say sugar in the raw. And uh, I think that's a great uh, way to know that those brown packets are the least processed. You know, you notice it's brown. It's not washed. It's not, it's not nice and beautiful. So it hasn't been washed with all those chemicals. Again, we're being exposed to other chemicals just to make that sugar nice and white. So raw sugar is the way to go. Absolutely, absolutely. So, and another one I use for my diabetic customers or people that don't want to eat sugar is I've been using this um, Pure Via Stevia. And as we pulled out all of our catering car, and I noticed it has dextrose as the first ingredient followed by stevia. I made myself upset. That's too bad. They are, again, they're <laughs> hiding. They're just hiding upset. sugar. I mean, it's it's crazy how they keep hiding the sugar. Yeah, you know, it's too bad they just didn't uh, take that dextrose out of there. It is because stevia actually, it, it's actually pretty good. Correct. It's about a hundred times sweeter than sugar. Like a drop of it, and you can you drop of it, and it's it's perfectly fine. But I never looked at that. I just looked at the fact that it said whole earth and it said non-GMO. I was super thrilled, and it came in packets. I know because carrying around other stuff and it, that expires and so on is really hard for me as a caterer to to absolutely do. But we have lots of other things that we can use to replace um, sugar, and like a lot of people eat sugar in their coffee. And if you've never tried it, to take a cinnamon stick and put a cinnamon stick it actually takes the bitterness out of the coffee. It adds the cinnamon to it, and it's actually super nice. And those of us who go to Starbucks and spend our $5 for our coffee, a lot of times we have cinnamon that we haven't added to it anyways. And so. Exactly. And cinnamon is also helping keep that blood, uh, blood sugar level actually very stable. So if you do end up getting a bagel, which is, again, lots of sugar in there, um, it'll help stabilize that, that blood sugar. So cinnamon's really got a, a great uh, 
value to it. Absolutely. Let's talk about a little bit about the fact that you mentioned the stabilization of sugar. And um, I actually missed it when I first started talking about it. So the reason why the class is called Sugar is Cocaine, or the podcast, this podcast, Sugar is Cocaine, is it has the same effect as cocaine. It makes you want to have more. And you never get the high every time after you eat it for the first time that you got the first time you had sugar. So when you are looking for or you're consuming too many carbohydrates or bad for you carbohydrates, um, but when you eat bad carbohydrates like the bagel, Correct. then it stimulates your blood sugar and your blood sugar goes really high. Everything attacks it, brings Correct. it back down, and then you have a crash. Same thing, same effect that cocaine has in a, different, in, a, in a different manner in your brain. But it is the same effect, and it makes your body want then, again, that sugar to bring it back up in order to make you feel like you're awake and alive. That's the, the sugar crash that you have after you have a heavy lunch, right? That's for sure. Or at night, you have a nice couple of glasses of wine. And Just two? Well, you know, or, or a bottle. <laughs> However, if you finish that bottle from Italy or whatever you have, um, and then also you're wide awake between one and three. Again, the amount of sugar that's in that wine turns on those adrenals and you're wide awake. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk about a couple. We saw this other one right here. You brought it over. Is this one you got from Starbucks? With stevia and monk fruit. However, what are the first few ingredients right there? It's a good thing I can still see this, this small print. It's erythritol and fructose. So again, it has, it has sugar in there. Fructose is sugar. So they're just changing the name on all these products. And then erythritol is a, another name for sugar alcohol. There's xylitol, erythritol. And here in, or in the United States, our government doesn't say you can, have to count those as carbs, as calories, because it doesn't raise your blood sugar. But if you look at other parts of the world, especially in Europe, they they count them as carbs, the same as sugars. And I know that, too, we don't have high fructose corn syrup here. But I know that a lot of our beverages, either it's juice mm-hmm. or soda or um, what else? Let's talk about, Tom, anything else? Any kind of other drink, they put non-fructose, they put non-fructose corn syrup in. And in other parts of the world, they don't allow that. Correct. Mexico, they have what you call Mexico Coke now. Yes. They call it Mexico Coke because it has real sugar in it. And other places I've traveled in Europe and so on, they don't put they put real sugar still in products because they don't authorize high fructose corn syrup and other sweeteners that Correct. we do. And again, a lot of these companies are getting away from the high fructose corn syrup because you and I as consumers realize that that's not healthy. So now they're changing the names. And again, it's important that we educate ourselves. And if we do, we're going to be healthier and, and we'll stay away from fructose and dextran and all these different names for the same thing. I mean, we haven't even talked about genetically modified, but almost all your corn in the United States is genetically modified. So, again, that's true. 80%. Yes, it's crazy. And um, 90% is soy. Correct. So exactly. So, again, uh, they're just hiding these things, these things that, to you and I as consumers. Oh, it's like, oh, we're looking for a high fructose corn syrup. And it's, oh, that's not in there. Oh, but there is fructose, but it's not corn, right? But they're just lying. They're just lying to us. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. What else do we got here that we haven't talked uh, about? We have some equal here, and the first ingredient is dextran. And then it's maltol dextran, which is again another name for sugar. Aspartame. Uh, do you know what aspartame uh, converts down to? I do. 
Anybody else here know what our spark team converts down to? No chemist? So what do they use to embalm bodies? Formaldehyde? That's what that converts down to in the body. Makes you excited to know you've had some, right? Yeah, so you're starting to preserve yourself early. (laughs) Maybe then I don't have to have all these facials. There you go. That's not as much fun. Oh, facials are much more fun. That's true. Yeah. Then I see we They don't tell you what it's been washed with, but it just says pure sugar, which who knows what that means. True, true. They're still spraying the sugar fields, the sugar cane fields. They absolutely are. I mean, uh, and then they're bleaching it. Correct. To make it white. Correct. And um, I don't know how many of you have been in Hawaii where they grow a lot of the sugar, but those fields aren't even fit to grow anything anymore. So there's a big push to stop using a lot of these uh, pesticides and everything because they've been spraying these fields for so true. many years, decades. That those that that area is not even fit to grow anything. It's much like some of Arizona, right? That's why we built a lot of houses over the cotton fields because of all the years of using DDT. Correct. Before it was outlawed. Right. Well, even as farmers, I asked my dad if we did that, and he goes, "Well, we used anything that the government said was safe." And even what thirty years later, we're still seeing those active metabolites come out of the atmosphere. So we're still seeing the metabolites of DDT, and that's still affecting us. And that's why we're seeing all these different types. Inflammatory or inflammatory diseases, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Or, I mean, even the, even leaky gut and yeah, all that stuff. Gut. Yep. Yep. All the chemicals we're being exposed to. Autoimmune is the word I was looking for. They're labeling us with all these different autoimmune diseases, and, and it comes back to the foods we're eating and ingesting, which are laced with lots of chemicals. And originally, if I remember right, fibromyalgia was taught to, that it said that oh, people were just imagining it. Right. But a lot of people that have fibromyalgia have gone back to raw diets, or at least eating an eighty percent raw diet, and they've released relieved a lot of those symptoms that they that they used to have that's correct because most of the the fruits and vegetables are very anti-inflammatory and so again it's important that we look at getting as many of those servings a day and it's not easy it is not and also you know i think that i find it um distressing that we have our food pyramid that still says you should have only four cups of vegetables and fruit a day yes right and instead of fruits and vegetables at every meal. Every meal. At every meal. And one of the things that concerns me the most about GMOs is we now, you know, know that like DDTs and other things are, um, you know, 30, 40, 50 years after they've outlawed it, we still have issues about it. And we don't know with all the GMOs what the long-term effects are going to be. Well, we're seeing a lot of that follow-up, all these different cancers. You know, I was told in pharmacy school, I'd never see these things. And now we're seeing lots of these rare cancers in young kids uh, even my own uh, cousins who are still farmers, you know, they have dementia, Alzheimer's, memory loss, because of all the chemicals they have used and are still using that are still considered safe. That is a true statement. It's really sad. It is, yep. And then, you know, we are we are inbreeding these seeds with these chemicals to be resistant to That's correct. certain things. And those, and those things we don't know the long-term effects of um, over the period of time. And we've moved those to a lot of other countries. They're committing suicide and so on in the long term because they're they're very embarrassed or ashamed of the results that they've had. Right. Well, parts of the country or the world don't allow you to use glyphosate. I don't know if uh, any of our listeners or the people in, in studio here have heard of glyphosate. Roundup? Roundup, Roundup. Yep. yep, yep. So on the farmers are using glyphosate, and, and again, the company that created that um, 
said it was safe. And it's funny, as I watch different live interviews, especially people in Europe, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll have different uh, VPs on of this company, and and they try to say it's safe and everything. And, and uh, it was a, I think I was watching a British network one night, late night, and they were, had this guy on and interviewing him. And um, the gentleman from this company said, oh, it's completely safe, you know. And, and so the guy brings out some of this uh, glyphosate and says, pours on a glass and says, well, drink it then if it's safe. <laughs> so he, he broadcaster and stormed off. So what does that tell you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when I look at you know the the things that we use to grow our foods, if you can't drink that and not worry about getting sick from it, then we shouldn't be even putting it on our crops. Well, I I agree with you because in as part of the FDA, when as being a caterer in food safety, we're not allowed mm-hmm. to put anything on a plant that you can't eat. That is Even for decoration, you cannot put something on a plate that you can't eat. That's correct. It has to all be edible. Absolutely has to be edible. And there's lots of really pretty foods that would be beautiful garnishes, but you'd then have to put a note on it saying you can't eat this piece, but you could eat this piece. So and you always know that somebody's going to eat it anyways, right? Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> there exactly. is a reason why it says for external use on a Preparation H bottle. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's come back from a commercial. Let's take a commercial real quick, and then let's come back from that and um, talk more about ways to balance your blood sugar. Okay? That would be great. Calling all speakers. Even the network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Welcome back to the pro- the podcast, Food to Love. I am your host, Chef Jennifer Johnson, with Witnessing Nature and Food, and I am here with Troy Albright at True Garden, who's also a pharmacist, and we have lots of people in our audience today to ask questions. Um, so we're talking a little bit more about when we left, we left off with the 10 foods to help balance your blood sugar, and I know that... Um, me as a practice, I tend to take, get up in the morning and if I can't eat something, then I will have um, a handful of almonds. A handful of almonds help balance your blood sugar so you don't have those spikes of uh, highs and lows. Now, I know that some people have larger hands than mine, but you know, typically about two ounces is what you things that we can eat during the day that won't give us those highs and lows and that will help us, help us perform at our peak. Right. So again, you want to be eating raw almonds, not um, not the salt, no, not the roasted, not yep, the roasted, exactly. salted, not the honey roasted, not the. I know those are good, but, but again, you're getting sugar, more sugar added to your thing. That's so a just very good the point. Real raw almonds and very organic if you can. Absolutely, absolutely. There are a lot of options out there now for organic, and and when it comes down to it, 
um, the prices for organic are significantly coming down with the, you know, Amazon buying Whole Foods and Sprouts expanding their stores. And a lot of local farmers are all organic, which I buy all organic and I serve all organic. And I buy from a lot of our, a lot of our local farmers. I buy from you. So, I know. you know, um, <laughs> so yeah, it's just, all, it's just the one thing I notice about our fruits and vegetables in Arizona, I love it. growing season but that's right <laughs> i think i'm on my third plant this year but um <clears throat> no not this year no this is my third plant period and i've had mine for about nine months now so that's yeah, great okay. yes, it is. yes it is so um one thing that's really nice and that I know a lot of people don't know about is that a lot of our fruits and vegetables are subject to the transportation companies bringing them to our stores and just like anything else if you don't have a full truck when you get a quote from freight from FedEx and says they're going to bring you something, it'll be there between five to seven days or 10 to 14 days, depending on what it is, the weight of it, and how far it's coming. The same thing goes for our fruits and vegetables. If you don't have a full truck, let's say your harvest was low that year, then you have to marry that truck up with other people's harvest in order to get them to the store. So that's when they spray them with other things to make them continue to look nice in a refrigerated area so that when it shows up at your grocery store, it could have been two to three nutrition in it. Correct. Then it could have the day that it was picked. Yeah, if not longer. I mean, it could have been, I mean, some of the restaurants that were servicing and catering companies, their fruits and vegetables from Peru and Ecuador. And I mean, I, I can't imagine that it's cheaper for them to ship it all that way than to grow it here. And that just boggles my mind. Well, I think in Arizona, it's a little harder for us to grow certain things. Like, um, I don't think you could grow, well, grow watermelon, you grow like things. Maybe there's right. some, some, some fruit trees probably are really hard for us to. But even from California or Florida, yeah, I think we should be able to statement. get those things. We get Fuji apples from Oregon. So right. yes, yes. I guess the thing that I worry about, because anything that comes from out of the country, as it hits the port, it's still being sprayed. Still being sprayed because then, they protect against they can protect against bugs because everything still comes in a wood pallet or in cardboard. Correct. And the one thing that I mean, coming from Asia, from Asia or wherever else, and the the heat treating certification only lasted a certain period of time. Right. Right. So it, then they had to go out and be sent back out to be heat treated. It's the same thing for anything that gets shipped in. Correct. And then when it crosses state lines, it gets sprayed again. Yep, yep, exactly. So, again, that's why we're really encouraging everybody to buy from local farmers. Um, as long as they're non-GMO, I think organic's been over, overrated with all the regulations and the watering down and some of the, the different uh, regulations. Um, but buying local, at least you know you're not getting exposed to lots of different chemicals. Correct, correct. All Although right, so I do get... support local, but, you know, yeah, exactly. or organic, too. So, okay. I mean, I've been trying, I'm going to try and figure out how to get the least amount of chemicals in your body because I think if you're eating good food, and they have the least amount of chemicals attached to them, then your body has less things to fight. However, I know that in organic foods, it can be expensive. And for some people, especially for, you know, there's pay attention to the environmental working groups, um, clean 15 and dirty dozen. Yes. Then you're doing a good job. You focus on the dirty dozen and replace those with organic foods. Then, you know, you're not getting the chemicals. Chemicals in those, and even in my catering business, I do a ton of seasonal vegetables. I don't say, you know, we're going to have this or that. We're going to pick seasonal vegetables because a lot of times I go to the market 
where I go to the the farm and they just don't look right. They're not nice. They're and their flavor. And the flavor is bad, and so or not what I would choose. So correct, correct. Do you want to get back to this card here? Yeah. Keep looking at it. Oh, I was just curious. <laughs> I was like looking at it and like, hmm, I'm getting hungry. Are you? Yeah. So we talked about nuts, right? So especially almonds. That one going. Green leafy vegetables. Celery, parsley. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are all very, very I got Swiss chard from you a couple weeks ago, and it was it made my tongue green. It was so, <laughs> so good. We were making a video for to promote, um, I think, the next class that we're Correct. having, the the um, um, eat the eat the rainbow class. Eat, yep, eat, a, eat, eat the, the rainbow. rainbow class, and I eat the I eat the Swiss chard, and it had my tongue was green, my teeth were green, my lips were green. Yeah, it was something else. Wanted to tell you the green chef. There we go. But garlic and onions, talking about garlic and onions, I mean, not only do they ward off that vampire. Yes, but garlic's really good for blood pressure. And good for the heart, too. Yes, heart health, blood pressure. So, again, adding garlic, there's, and it's very, very healthy. So, plus, it adds a lot of good flavor to everything you, you put it on. Oh, I love garlic. Yeah. I just make sure that McKelly and I both have garlic the same day so that there you go. we don't have any complaints, right? When you breathe on each other, give each other kisses. <laughs> Nobody <you know>. cares. <laughs> garlic is that they're just oozing it's just this kindness garlic cloud you know yeah, they yeah. walk in and as they move away move away from you they you can smell the garlic so i used to travel to india a lot and i would notice that when we got um, planes that, that were from india to the u.s not much not so much going towards india but when we came back that you would you would see a lot of people because they eat a lot of garlic and everybody smells but you know when i was a kid i don't know about you but when i was a kid and we grew up on the farm the city kids always said the farm kids smelled as bad. Yeah. But I never thought so until I moved into the city, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, maybe. Because we just didn't shower but once a month or something? No, that's not true. We showered <laughs> all the time. My mother would have never let us out of the house being not clean. I know. I'm just teasing. <laughs> Let's talk about legumes. Yes. I don't really like them, but I'm learning to eat them. You are? Yeah. Why don't you like them? I think it's just been a texture thing. So which legumes do you? That no. texture. I mean, you like hummus, hummus, though. I'm eating it. I'm learning to eat it. Okay. And then, again, Get enough garlic boy. in it? Yeah, enough garlic and salt. And I'll, I'll tolerate it. So uh, red beans, black beans, <sighs> black-eyed peas? Uh, you know, um, in uh, chili, sure. Mm-hmm. Give me some beef in there and or chicken. I'll eat it that way. But, again, it's a texture thing for me. I have a couple of customers that actually say that they don't want no lentils in their food whatsoever. And I love lentils. Oh, I like lentils. I mean, they're way different than any beans. So, but yeah, I'll take lentils any day. So one of the things I like about um, legumes is the fact that they are really more of a long chain carbohydrate versus a short chain carbohydrate. Good point. So you get less right. of a blood or a sugar. Less of a spike. sugar spike. And the one class that we had, did we have a class? Was it last month about probiotics? That is correct. And because you have probiotics that you constantly are eating in your gut. Issues and correct. bacteria things, which are you have to have good bacteria, but you also have bad bacteria in your gut. That is correct. And if you don't give them some fiber to eat on, then they're going to eat your good bacteria That's and cause your problems. That's correct. So not only does it have the benefit of um, controlling your sugar, it also makes sure that that bad bacteria gets uh, taken away. And right. I think it's the fiber too. Your colon loves fiber. 
Right, and that's something I know I need to add in my diet. So, <laughs> and that's but that's why I eat lots of the, the greens, and I don't just juice them. I eat all the greens. I juice the whole green. Yeah, that's good. Otherwise, I'm pretty deficient in fiber. You know, and I I, I love eating vegetables. Um, I would have to say I struggle with juicing. You I don't. don't like I like. Juice? I'm a masticator. I really like uh, to chew. Yeah, well, that's good because then you're really getting that stomach to put on enough hydrochloric acid to digest more. So it's really good. Um, it's interesting, you know, if we don't have enough fiber in our diet, we and as a boy, in fact, every five days is normal. But again, you're just recycling all those toxins and hormones that, you know, chemicals that are in your diet. So it's important to have enough fiber so you stay regular. That's a good point. Very good point. Um, I had a nutritionist one time tell me that it's important that you go twice a day. I'm like, I'm excited I go once a day. <laughs> As you add more fruits and vegetables, that just naturally occurs. And I know a lot of my audience, they, they really grow a lot of their own food. They take whole food supplements. And I'm sure they have no issues staying regular. Awesome. <laughs> but again, I mean, really keeping your colon healthy, happy, happy healthy and happy. Exactly. There was a... um. We'll do this uh, funny joke, so maybe you guys won't find it funny, but at one point, there was this joke that came out when I was a kid, and it said, you know, the whole body, all the body organs got together, and they decided they all wanted to be king. The brain wanted to be king because it told the whole the body what to do. The heart wanted to be king. Uh, it gave you uh, air, stomach, digested all your nutrients, and got it to your whole body. And the colon popped up and said, I want to be king. And everybody laughed and laughed and laughed. So they decided he didn't want to work. The eyes were watery. The heart was pumping hard. The air was harder to breathe. The brain was a little watery. And they said, okay, fine, fine. You can be king. Oh, yep. Again, that healthy gut it is so important. I agree with you. So how about vinegar? I love vinegar. I'm sure a lot of our audience uses vinegar to wash all their fruit and vegetables in. Exactly. It's it's a great way. Uh, again. About eating it. I I love uh, the uh, apple cider vinegar. I use a lot of that. Um, again, it helps with digestion. Mm-hmm. On a regular basis. I totally agree, and I love making uh, an apple cider vinaigrette. So I use French mustard. It's, uh, may, I get it used mainly from I, we get it from France. We can actually buy it now here. It used to only I used oh, to really? bring back a suitcase full of it. Okay. But now I can now I can buy it here. And you add a, that and a little bit of olive oil to it. Fantastic. Hmm, well, add a little honey to it. You got honey mustard. Oh really? Like a one to one to one or? So no, no. But I think no. I have a recipe online. Is that it? It is. Oh, okay, your secret recipe. Yes, my secret recipe. I, just, I do it by view. But oh okay, I just pour it on. I just. Apple cider vinegar, and then pour some olive oil on. Sometimes, you know, I, I sort of create my own compounded awesome. uh, salad. You know, my, my awesome. wife sort of looks at me like, "What are you doing?" And <laughs> just keep dousing stuff on there. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I think that you know, we've all gotten um, really. If you look at a lot of the dressings that are that are available online, it's really hard. Yeah, I forget you have that resource there. It's it's important that those that are listening to this, starting to realize how simple they are. There's not all the yeah, ingredients. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I, well, there are some that, that have quite a bit of ingredients, like a, a souffle requires a little bit of steps and so on. But uh, honestly, most of my recipes, if I can't do them in under 30 minutes, I'll eat popcorn. Oh, I love popcorn. <laughs> Give me popcorn any day of the week. So, How about sprouts and microgreens? I love sprouts and microgreens. And 
one of the things I love to cook with now is since I did a, a class on um, sprouted grains versus using flour that is not sprouted, even though I do use a lot of organic flour, um, the, the sprouts actually start to change those carbohydrates again into long chain carbohydrates. So that exactly. And again, those sprouts or those little microgreens are so powerful. I mean, compared to a full-grown plant. And um, what's ironic is, uh, I know the, uh, they just came out with a micro uh, microgreen extension kit for those that have tower gardens, and we're excited about it. I, just I know, I was following a picture of it, yeah. yeah actually, one came oh, in. Oh, yeah. And I'll uh, tell you a funny story. Um, I, I was looking for it this past week, and I couldn't find my microgreen tower. And somebody came in here and goes, yeah, I, I didn't know I was buying this tower. I thought I was buying the tower that we have here where you know, and I'm like, and they show me a picture of it. Like, oh my gosh, that's my microgreen tower. So we sold them. It was in the same box. So, so here he took home and put it together, and it wasn't even what he was thought he was buying. So fortunately, well, he, he brought, brought it back. back. Yeah. So went to his house and and uh, helped him set up his new tower. And um, but again, those sprouts, those microgreens are just loaded with antioxidants. Again, growing your own food, you're going to be way ahead on the health curve. And it is really, it is really easy to do to grow those sprouts. And and one thing that's really nice about sprouts is that they're mostly local. Correct. You usually have a lot of um, microgreen local uh, places that just grow them, and then they sell them directly to the stores. My favorite happens to be broccoli green, broccoli sprouts, broccoli oh, really? sprouts and clover sprouts. For me, they're fantastic. Does it even? It just looks like a. It doesn't really look like anything, right? It just looks like a little clover leaf, or I'm trying to. Look, I don't uh, know if I've ever grown broccoli sprouts. Broccoli sprouts—they just have like two little leaves at the end of it, and they're just—they're just cute. I can show you some That's pictures you of it. That's why you clip off those two little leaves. You, no, you put the whole sprout on top of it. I use uh, it garnishes on on soups. Uh, I put a garnish on a ton of different kinds of things. I put garnish on salmon the other day. See, I never would eat this stuff as a kid, so it's uh, it's ironic because I've gotten older here. My uh, mom would call them weeds. Yeah, in Minnesota, we never ate that. And dandelions are so good. Dandelion greens, especially. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're one of some of my favorite garnishes. I buy um, carrots with the greens on it, beets with the greens on it, and we make different kinds of things out of the greens. But it's easier than using um, um, flat leaf lettuce and, or flat leaf parsley and, and cilantro sometimes. Oh, so you chop those? those chop them right up, and yeah. put them in, in your Absolutely. Salad really? Super I yummy. Give them to the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> well, that works too. Chickens love them. Yeah. Okay. Chickens love them. I never thought about eating it. Oh, yeah, they're really good. Because some people talk about eating the roots on some of the vegetables as well. And I've never really done that as, as either. I don't know if you've ever done that, like on the chives and the onion. onion, onion. No, I'm not really. Yeah. No. I'm, I haven't really gotten into any of that as well. So let's try another time. Maybe, maybe. Okay. So let's see. We have seeds. We haven't talked about seeds. Right. Lots of good seeds. You know, I did a consult on a lady the other day, and she was a 60 But I looked at her blood work, and it was incredible. And she was using chia seeds from a certain part of the country, uh, and she was getting incredible results. Uh, the one thing that I always worry about is, that are we digesting those seeds? You know, people ah, have yes, because, yep. So you got to really make sure, as you talked about chewing them or masticating them, making sure that you're, you're chewing those seeds up well so they don't get caught in your colon and your GI tract true, and just cause more issues. But otherwise, you know, seeds are very, very good, and 
you know, flax you know, has a lot of isoflavins, you know, again. And, and actually, if you, if you don't chew them up, then you don't get the benefits exactly. from them. Exactly. They just, they just go, right, you go yeah. out just the way they came in. Yeah, exactly. So it's important that you, you chew them up well. And again, buying seeds, uh, you know, non-GMO organic, important. Um, that way you're not being exposed to more chemicals. And I like how they factor, they really, you know, a lot of these things that balance blood sugar, they really help control and decrease. And give you a lot of the, the phytonutrients that we all need. And uh, it's it's easy to think that, you know, oh, I, it's just a plain salad. But as you throw different seeds and nuts and things on your salads or in what you're cooking, you're going to really taste the difference with the different flavors seeds can bring to you. Absolutely. And I love seeds and sunflower seeds on my salad. In fact, I'll probably save them all to the end and just eat them all up because I just love, oh, really? to, eat I love to eat the nuts. Yeah, I love the seeds and the nuts. Absolutely. So we have one more thing on our 10 foods to yeah, uh, the best the part. Best part. Um, so we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and we will talk about the benefits of dark chocolate and how it can help you break the sugar habit. Oh, I look forward to it. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's Virtual Office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's Virtual Office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's Virtual Office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Too busy to cook? Don't want a grocery shop? Take back your life. Let Witnessing Nature and Food provide you and your family with eco-conscious, organic, tasty, nutritious meals. Headed by internationally trained chef Jennifer Johnson, you will enjoy the helpful food your body craves. Choose from meal prep, meal plans, catering, or cooking class services. Just go to witnessingnature.net. Witnessingnature.net. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic. Witnessing nature in everything. Welcome back to our podcast, Food to Love. I am your host, Chef Jennifer Johnson, and I am here with Troy Albright at True Garden. And we are on the last segment here talking about dark chocolate and how we can use dark chocolate to help kick the sugar habit. I'm not a huge sweet-loving person. However, I like my popcorn, so I might be a, I might be a border of a bad carbohydrate thing. I'm not a, um, I'm not a a huge pasta person or anything like that, or, um, but I really do like popcorn. So I, I find that sometimes when I am really late at night and I'm coming home, because we do a lot of catering, we do it really late at night and we come back. And if I don't have something super quick to eat, then popcorn is my default. But I have learned that through cooking um, things in my kitchen and so on, I use a lot of dark chocolate. I don't, I don't think I have anything where I use any chocolate under 70% cacao. And so I brought some stuff here. So those are the, so um, I typically so why, use, why don't you use less than 70%? Um, because it has a lot less sugar in it. And honestly, if I just have one square, Oh, I see. I have one square of chocolate and I wait 20 minutes, then I'm not craving sugar anymore. 
Okay. I'm not craving a fast meal or I'm not craving popcorn um, or anything that could be bad. Because, you know, at 11 o'clock at night or 10 o'clock at 11, midnight, whatever, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to bed soon. Right. And if you go to bed on eating a bunch of carbohydrates. Forget it. You're awake. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I do use the guitar chocolate. It is 70% cacao. And we're going to try it here. So I brought that. And then also. Where's that from, guitar? What country is that? So it is, honestly, San Francisco. Oh, really? So it's from okay. here. Oh, made in the USA. It That's is, amazing. absolutely. Okay. We do not use ingredients that are genetically engineered. Oh, I love that. You're going to yeah. start seeing that appear on a lot of things, and I'll encourage you to buy products that are putting that on their label now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then also, you know, this one says fair... Fair Trade Certified. Oh, that's nice too. So yeah, so I always make sure that my chocolate has Fair Trade Certified Bio or or organic. What is um, Fair Trade Certified? What is, maybe you tell your listeners what that means. So Fair Trade Certified means that um, they're using ethical practices. Okay. They're using ethical business practices, and they're not using children to do their to do their stuff, okay. and they're paying their um they're paying their uh their employees fair okay. wages. Okay. Yeah, so there's a lot of um, there's a lot of different things that go through, and then this, you know, this one right here. We're gonna try this one. The Kelly brought this to me from Europe, so this is a French dark chocolate. It's eighty percent, and it's actually I like the eighty-two. When you start getting to ninety, then you're getting to the point where you have to add a little bit of sugar to it to be able to 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 eat it. But okay, or even stevia, or even that... stevia is perfectly fine. Absolutely. Okay. Last night we made at a new leaf. We made brownies with the kids, and we used non-Dutch processed chocolate. Okay. Chocolate baking powder, which is 95%. We added raw sugar to it. Okay. It made them little uh, sugar, and then we made a whipped cream with uh, coconut um, whip and put avocado in it, turn it green, and then put um, diced up mint leaves in it so oh, that wow. it had the mint flavor. So we did a little St. Patrick's dinner last night. Oh, so that's, that's cool. What we, that's what we did. So, yeah. So, I mean, and honestly, if you can just eat a little bit of dark chocolate, and it so satisfies you that you really don't have to. And it doesn't give you that sugar spike. I know. It's, it's quite something. I love the Swedish chocolate. That's my favorite. Well, it is the Europeans that have yes. done a lot of the. I'm going to use um, Hershey's name, but I okay. remember Hershey's milk chocolate, and I just loved it. And then as I got older, and it became more processed, and they put Correct. more wax in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just can't. I more sugar and more wax, I just can't. I couldn't do it. And for years before I traveled back to Europe, I didn't have chocolate at all because I couldn't, I just could not stand it. And my favorite things used to be like Reese's peanut butter cups. That was like my. Oh, I never liked that. You never liked that. My mom used to make them with dark chocolate and peanut butter. Oh, I had all that separate. Well, you have to, you're, do you have to separate your food and your plate? Back then I did. Not anymore. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. I think my son, Tim, he has the divider plates and I think oh, he still does separate My wife food. does too, yes. <laughs> For her for her fiftieth birthday, we got her one of those child divider plates. Oh, nice! <laughs> she thought it was funny. She's probably not gonna be happy listening to this. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see where you sleep. We still have that. Awesome! All awesome. right. So we go through a bit of our dark chocolate um, that will help you kick the sugar habit. Like I said, they just use a little bit of a square, and you guys can't see here, but they're probably what. One inch is square, maybe a little around that. One, one inch, by one and a half. One by uh-huh. one by one and a half, something like that. Yeah. One square, wait 20 minutes, and I feel completely satiated that I do not have to have something to eat. I have to have salt with it, so but I, that means I have adrenal issues, right? Yeah, yeah. So give me salt on it, and I'll eat it. 
Well, we can do that too. I think they actually we had we brought some, right, honey? We brought some that has salt and oh, chocolate good. on it. Oh, I'll eat the whole thing. <laughs> you can only have one at a time. Oh, okay. All right, I'll do that. So we've done. I brought a little tip card here. It's the bonuses of e- the benefits of eating dark chocolate and being able to kick the sugar habit. But um, I mean, we talked a little bit earlier about one of the sugars that one of the things that balances your blood sugar is dark chocolate. And here's some of the studies that talk about you know that um, you get a healthier heart. Because if you have less of that, you have lower blood blood pressure, and it's basically due to the flavonoids and the antioxidants that provide flexibility in your your veins and your arteries. Right, and that was a huge study. I mean, I, I remember reading that thirty one thousand women that they had in the study. So that's that's a, that's not just like well, a couple hundred. And you so. know, the funny thing is that everybody talks about breast cancer for women, right? But it is heart attack that is the leading killer of women. That is true. It is a heart attack that is the leading killer of women. And, you know, like I said, for weight loss, you know, one of the topics here is weight loss, and I made it really small. But um, because once you get satisfied with a piece of the chocolate, then you don't want to eat a bunch of other things like your bowl of popcorn. A bag of chips like bag I did last of night. bag chips. <clears throat> yep, yep. I didn't have any chocolate. I couldn't find any, actually. So I'll leave you with some. Okay. Um, and then, you know, if you don't, if you have less having diabetes. That is correct. I mean, it's crazy. Um, even as you look at taking whole food supplements, getting finding supplements that don't have that sugar in it because they can take it out. Yes, yes. So the problem is, you know, they make them for kids. They try to make them real tasty. So again, they're putting sugar back in there or artificial sweeteners or colors, artificial colors. I mean, Remember the big uh, 1980s fat-free um, oh, yeah. Crave, right? Yes, we did everything fat-free back we did then. did absolutely fat-free, so they put margarine in it. Correct. Said, well, we're going to have a class coming up here about the, the fats, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But, yeah, um, I mean, they took, in order to make people eat it, they added sugar to it. I know. Now, hence, we have the foods that we have today. So, yes. So um, it can dark diabetes prevention helps control your insulin sensitivity. And this one is one that I was thought was funny, and I had to look and research in four or five more. Like a chocolate will help with coughing. I mean, I remember when our kids were having issues and we didn't have any of the cough syrups because it seemed like whenever they had that, we could give them some chocolate, and we did. Actually, we used a lot of Hershey's chocolate back then. <laughs> and it, <laughs> well, it was a little better, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I was actually shocked, and I had to go and search five or six other places to make sure that make sure that I was actually reading it correctly, and I wasn't um, um, just going to stick it in here because it said it on Google. Yeah, no, there's a <laughs> it does help with cough, so there's a lot of uh, research that shows that. And this one was a little bit I thought was extremely interesting too that it helps reduce. San Diego, UC San Diego. I, I saw that way back when. Um, I don't know if that's just a comfort food, but again, salt, salt and chocolate really does that for me. Well, you know, um, they do say that uh, women um, during certain times of the month like <laughs> chocolate. Mm-hmm. Helps control maybe our... our uh, uh, the emotional time? The emotional go time. Let's just go with that. Yeah, I, I work time. with a lot of women on that side. And again, control insulin resistance. We have less of a response that affects the hormones then. So then the hormones don't uh, get out of such balance because then it's affecting estrogen. So as estrogen levels go up, 
you know, then we see more irritableness, anxiousness. So again, keeping your blood sugar very stable, you'll see less of that swing, mood swings. And again, that makes completely it makes complete make sense. sense. Mm-hmm. Even though the Swiss scientists have Swiss chocolate, right? So this is the scientist that figured it out, right? right. That uh, if uh, if anxious people weeks that they would their their stress hormones would be significantly reduced again if you're eating something that really satiates you and makes you feel good especially if it's good quality chocolate like what we're talking about Mm -hmm. um i know it's going to help to a certain extent that is good Mm -hmm. now how about sun protection i have never heard of this one i have never heard of chocolate becoming i mean you're putting chocolate on your skin or what are you doing here no it says that um, if you have three months, but it's three months, you have to have three months where you eat chocolate because it has a high level of flavonoids in it that um, the skin took twice as long to develop in the reddening effect. Now, I still think that this is in here, but you still have to put your SPF on. Well, it's another chemical. <laughs> so um, I, uh, I guess I'm only using the titanium dioxide type sunscreens, but that's another one we can always talk about down the road here. Yeah, that's true. Um, but this is interest, interesting. Again, you know, the flavonoids, uh, the flavonoids things. Again, you can look at the foods that have those in there, and you're going to be healthier. So, again, flax I think this stuff. is giving me a license to eat chocolate for three months. There you go. See <laughs> if we burn in the here. Sun, see yeah, we, burn. Exactly. we are in Arizona, and in three months, it's going to be hot. It will be. And again, when you're out in the sun, that generates vitamin D. So, uh, the problem with that is we shower every day, and we wash a lot of that vitamin D off. So, here you go. Add some some chocolate to it and there you increase, go. Your, increase your flavonoids. Uh, and you level. know, as women get older, I don't know about men, but I know that as women left on to the doctor, they always test for my vitamin D level because we can become, as we get older, 40s, 50s, that we can, we can be very deficient and end up in vitamin D. That is correct. And the only way to get it back is by taking those, um, the pills that have like uh, 10 million well, things like for seven or 10 days, it's right straight in a row. Yeah, well, no, you don't have to. There's the active form of vitamin D3 is readily available. So this you can true. just uh, take that now. And um, they always worry about the flu, you know, and that's becoming more of an issue just because we're staying inside or we're being covered up more. So, again, there's different ways you can get vitamin D and, and supplementing that would be a good way to do that. That is awesome. Vitamin D. So whoever would have ever known that we would actually be deficient in vitamin D? I mean, we use that for our flu shots. We don't really believe in the flu vaccine because uh, as those that have gotten the flu vaccine this year, it was only 25% effective. That means... Was that much? I thought it was less than that. You know, they're trying to stretch it to 25%. Are they? So one in four people that got the flu shot still got the flu. So isn't that uh, well, actually three out of four still got the flu? I think that a lot of people think that you get the flu shot, that it's going to get rid of it, right? But I don't think they realize necessarily that a company is formulating what they think the virus is going to be for the Correct. year, and they're ge- injecting you with it so that you can build up a back resistance to it. Immunity. Correct. Right. So. The problem is by the time it gets across the United States, it's already mutated. and you know, This is true. So it'd be better to just take vitamin D, ramp up your vitamin D, um, and uh, that can be your form of uh, flu vaccine. Let's get through these other two here. Higher intelligence. I like this one. You like that one? Yes. It said that you um, don't feel guilty working on working with eating dark chocolate because if you have less stress level, it helps boost your brain power. I should have done more of this in high school and college. No kidding, in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a lot of pizza. And you know what that does? <laughs> Than doing chocolate. Exactly. 
And then this last one here, diarrhea relief. Again, I, I don't uh, have never think of using chocolate for this. So yeah, the depth flavonoids in chocolate help bind the protein to regulate the fluid secretion in the small, de- small intestines and helps cure diarrhea. I had not heard of it either. I was doing some research. Huh. So again, when you look back in the 16th century, we didn't have uh, these different probiotics or things they could actually take, so they used chocolate. Or True, cocoa. or we didn't have, uh, what is the, Imodium AD or whatever it right. is that we, to stop it all up? Exactly, or Lomoto was a prescription yep, yep. drug. Exactly. Yeah, no, this, this is really neat to see that, you know, again, things that we don't think we should be eating are some chocolate, but now, there's still a place for it. No, no, no. I would say that we're saying we're going to eat a little bit of chocolate. It's at an ounce and a half, right? That's that whole so, bar over a, there, right? No, it's not. Sorry, it's not a whole bar. No, no, no. That still looks so, like an ounce to me. <laughs> or two. Okay. <laughs> Put some caramel on it, salted caramel, then I'd have to eat the whole thing. Yeah, well, we're not going to do that for you. We're just eating okay. your regular chocolate. All right. I can hardly wait to try it. Me too. Me too. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. So, Troy, tell everybody how to get a hold of you. So, um, True Garden, if you have any questions on growing food for yourself, uh, we have a website, truegarden.com. We also have a commercial website as well, which is uh, tower.farm. You know, on the pharmacy side, we also do a lot of alternative medicine there because I just do compounding. That's uh, rxformulations.net. And, uh, again, we're looking at overall health and, and getting you off these drugs. Uh, you know, we think that they're at the answer, but they just add more issues. They're just It's like an onion. You have to peel those layers back. And figure it out. Otherwise, you're just treating the symptoms, right? Exactly. And it starts, again, with the food you're eating. Yep, I totally agree. I totally believe that food heals, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, Socrates uh, knew that and understood that, that food is medicine and medicine is food. And I'm really a firm believer of that. And a lot of us in the audience here understand that you can heal quicker and fight off things just by eating good quality food. I totally agree. Thank you so much for being You're going to be on here again because you were on one of the first couples that we did, and now you're back on. And, yeah, this is great. And uh, I love doing it with having an audience because when we get off of here, we're going to do questions. with Witnessing Nature and Food, and our podcast is Love. You can follow us on Facebook, Witnessing Nature. Go to our website, witnessingnature.net. Um, and all of our social media, in Instagram, we post on Instagram every week a new recipe. They're easy to do. Um, I encourage everybody to take pictures of them do, making the recipe that we post and then tagging us on it so that we can see everybody that's being engaged. So it's a total amount of fun. I just love the health as wealth community and all of you guys. So thank you all for being here today and look forward to talking to you next week with another fantastic guest. Thank you very much. Too busy to cook? Don't want a grocery shop? Take back your life. Let Witnessing Nature and Food provide you and your family with eco-conscious, organic, tasty, nutritious meals. Headed by internationally trained chef Jennifer Johnson, you will enjoy the helpful food your body craves. Choose from meal prep, meal plans, catering, or cooking class services. Just go to witnessingnature.net. Witnessingnature.net. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic. Witnessing nature in everything.